In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There's one more verse after the end of today's Old Testament reading. It's the last verse of the last chapter of the book of Isaiah, and it's fitting because it's on the last things. Isaiah here is painting a picture of heaven, a multitude coming from the east and the west, God gathering the faithful to the holy city of Jerusalem. We read, For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. Your name and your offspring shall remain. You will not be cut off, you shall remain. All flesh will worship God. It's a beautiful picture that Isaiah is painting here of all the glories of heaven. But there's one more verse. Isaiah has painted a hopeful picture. The faithful, the multitude from east and west gathered in Jerusalem, all flesh worshiping God. But there's one more verse. We read again. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me. For their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. This, dear friends, is the word of the Lord. All flesh shall worship God, and all flesh shall look out on the field of rotting, stinking, festering corpses of those who have transgressed against him. For the truth is, there will be two groups on the last day. Those who are in, those who are out, the saved and the damned, those on God's holy mountain in the holy city of Jerusalem, and those outside, corpses eaten by unkillable worms and burned by unquenchable fire. The worm that does not die is sin. You can't get rid of it no matter how hard you try. Most people just choose to ignore it, going through their lives as though nothing is happening while the infestation eats away at their insides. Some choose to glorify their sin, holding up these festering worms as part of their identity so it doesn't hurt quite so much when their flesh is devoured. Still others, through pain and trial and discipline, try to kill every last worm in their body, but there's always one more. No matter which option you choose, all have transgressed against God. 
all deserve the unquenchable fires of hell. That is the reality that Jesus has in mind in our gospel text today. He's on his way to Jerusalem, traveling between cities and towns. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. The door is narrow. It's mounted in the impregnable fortress wall of God's law. Many have tried to enter. Many have tried, and all have failed. They scrabble at the wall. They claw at the narrow door. They even try to scale the wall, to climb over. But inevitably, they fall. One by one, they become corpses eaten by unkillable worms, and burned by unquenchable fire. Jesus continues in his answer, When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. The master of the house is Jesus, returning on the last day. The marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom is in full swing. The door is shut. The city gates of Jerusalem are locked. And these latecomers knock at the door. They call Jesus Lord. They know him, or at least they think they do. But Jesus doesn't know them. He answers, I don't know where you come from. What I do know is you're not from the holy city of Jerusalem. Your offspring and your name are dead. You are from the land of corpses, worms, and fire. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me. All you workers of evil. The latecomers say, We heard your teachings, Jesus. We ate and we drank with you. We were in church every Sunday morning. We called ourselves Christians. Isn't that enough? Isn't that something? But Jesus' answer to them is no. More than that, he calls them evil. He doesn't just say, those works you did were pretty good, but they weren't enough. He says, those works you thought were good were evil. What you thought was righteous was unrighteous. You sought to earn your salvation, but now you have earned only your damnation. Because these latecomers wanted to force their way into the narrow door. They pressed against the wall of God's law until it crushed them. They scrabbled, they clawed, they climbed, but they fell. For these latecomers are dead. And they have been dead a long time. But only now, at the end of the age, when all things are revealed, only now, in the light of God's truth, do they look down at their flesh and find it cold and clammy and dead. 
It's eaten by worms. It's burned by unquenchable hellfire. That dead flesh is what's become of all the works that they trusted in. And so the master of the house cast them out back to the land of corpses, worms, and fire. And in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The latecomers will weep, for they are corpses, eaten by worms and burned by fire. Many will strive to enter the narrow door. Many will strive and fail. Many, all, will throw themselves against the wall of God's law and be crushed. All will try and fit through the narrow door, but will not attain salvation. All will fail. All will be eaten by worms and burned by hellfire. All. All but one. All but one will throw themselves at the wall of God's law and be crushed. All but one will try and enter and fail. All but one will fall among the corpses. All but one. That one, that one man who kept every last iota of the law, that one man, that one perfect man who is God, Jesus Christ. He kept God's law perfectly. And what was his reward for this? What crown did he earn? A crown of thorns. What royal robes were wrapped around his body? Stripes on his back. What salvation did he attain? Worms and fire. For Jesus the Christ, the perfect one, is the crucified one. God became a corpse, hanging on a tree as dead as the nails that held him there. Beaten, bloody, and dead, he became an abhorrence to all flesh. He became sin, though he knew no sin. He became dead, though he was the God of life. He became a corpse worm-eaten and burned. He alone entered through the narrow door. One entered through the narrow door, and yet on the last day, in the holy city of Jerusalem, there will be many there. For Jesus becomes the new door, flung open wide and proclaiming a message of salvation to the world. The worms have died. He dragged them down to the grave with him. The fire is quenched. We enter the holy city of Jerusalem as brothers and sisters, not as corpses. For from his side, as he hung on that tree, blood and water flowed. Water to quench the unquenchable fires of hell. Blood to be offered as the once-for-all sacrifice to God for all who have transgressed against him. For God's wrath was poured out upon Christ there on that cross, and he did it all for you. For you, though you were once worm-eaten. For you, though you were once an abhorrence to all flesh. For you. Though you once were dead, a corpse, a worker of evil, 
you are dead no more. For Christ did not stay dead, and you have been baptized into his death. You too shall rise. Your flesh that was dead is now alive. You feel no heat of hellfire. You are not crushed by the wall of God's law, for Christ has crossed through the narrow door ahead of you and become the door to your salvation. And he called you by name. He called you by name because he knows your name, certainly, But he also gave you a new name in baptism, a name which shall never pass away. When the master of the house greets you at the end of the age, he will greet you as the elder brother. Because you have the same heavenly father. You have been adopted into God's family. You are no latecomer. You are brothers and sisters of Christ. So when the door closes, when the city gates are locked tight at the end of the age, and the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom is in full swing, you will be inside those walls. You will call Jesus Lord rightfully, and he will answer you because he knows you. And all of this, not because of your feeble fleshly works, not because of the scrabbling, clawing, and climbing that you did, but because of the work of Jesus Christ, the crucified. Jesus Christ, who is the door. Jesus Christ, who washed you with water and word, who feeds you with his body and his blood, who proclaims forgiveness of sins to you every Sunday morning by the lips of pastor. Your offspring and your name shall remain. You will not be cut off. You shall remain. It's beautiful. It's indescribable. It's incredible. All the glories of heaven are yours through Jesus' glorious death on the cross. So it's just like Isaiah said. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. This, dear Christians, is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Amen. Now the pe- may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard and keep, uh, guard and keep your hearts in the one true faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.